All right. Well, welcome back to the Temporal Eternal podcast. We are so stoked that you have decided to uh, come and listen or watch. Again, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And we have a very special guest today, uh, Leah Hope Mancuso. How are you doing, Leah? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. And and so today it's, it is just Leah and I. Normally uh, we'd have Matt or Brennan uh, joining us, but they have a couple things that they are taking care of. So it is uh, just the just a duo today. Uh, Leo, Leah, sorry, duo and the Leo. I, I, I rhymed there. Leah, um, I've known for, man, it's been like probably 12 years, Leah. Can you believe it? Yeah, it's longer. For, 14, because it was we were 18, right? Oh, oh, 07. Yeah. How old yeah. are you? Yeah, yeah, 18. You're right. You're right. <clears throat> no, yeah, we're the same age. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we've known each other 14 years. We both went to a, a ministry school called Master's Commission, actually, here in Arizona. And then also we're in, in Dallas, too, uh, for a little bit there as well. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, so crazy. So, uh, Leah is an, an incredible uh, just uh, person. And, um, known her for a long time and she has a really cool story um she's also uh well we will, i won't i won't tell you what she's doing now because that'll kind of ruin the story but uh we're we're about to get started i i know i've heard some comments about the website i apologize the website was not up last week like i said there were some things that i couldn't get up updated uh my goal my hope and goal is that the website will be up uh today okay so when you see this that the website will be up um, it was just password protected. I just had to make sure stuff was, was ready for it. Uh, please feel free to just check also on Facebook, Instagram, uh, even TikTok, And there should be an update on there saying, Hey, you know, we have, we have like a soft launch and then we're eventually going to have like a official launch in the coming weeks. But then, you know, the soft launch, you'll have access. So again, my bad for that. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so Leah, to start off before we kind of get into the conversation, we always like to do something fun with our guests. So I'm going to ask you some random questions and, uh, very quickly rapid fire, just your, your first response. It's going to be kind of like a, this or that question. Okay. Okay. Those are hard for me. Let's try it. Okay. Well, let's, let's, we'll, we'll give it a shot. You, you can do it. We ready? All right. So we're going to start. We'll start ready, set. We'll do one minute. I'm going to time it and then we'll stop after six seconds. Okay. First question, car or truck? Car. Okay. <laughs> that was the first one. Okay. Cake or pie? What was it? Cake or pie? Pie? Neither. I'm so bad. Okay. okay. I find myself in the middle of a lot of things. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is like the worst game for Leah. Okay. Hamburger or taco? Taco. Okay. You're in Arizona. That's what I, okay. Um, add a movie, candy or popcorn? Candy. Okay. Beachfront home or cabin on the lake? cabin on the lake both really You've been, uh, oh because i thought you know like, i know you love california that okay uh dog or cat dog netflix or youtube netflix 
Coffee or tea? Coffee. Mac or PC? Mac. And our last one for the time here, pancake or waffle? Pancake. Okay. <laughs> you did, yeah, some you ended them, well. I'm, I'm you, like you, confident, but some of them, I'm just right in the middle. I just want both or I want neither. And it's so hard to choose. No, I, I, I was, there's a couple that I'm like, I for sure know. And then there's some that I'm just like, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, I think it go either way. So, but, uh, but yeah, it's just a fun thing for, for people to get to know you, but Lee, I'd love to, uh, have you, you know, there, there was something that happened our, our second year of master's commission, uh, you know, master's again is a ministry school. A lot of young people, we stay at an, an apartment complex. We have a bunch of different apartments. Um, and you know, girls have their own apartment, guys have their own apartment, but, um, you know, there, there's, you know, there's that story that I really want to go over, but I'd love for, for people to have maybe just like a little insight of just kind of who you are, where you're from, that sort of thing. I am Leah. I uh, am born and raised in Scottsdale, Arizona, Phoenix. I've lived here my whole life, which is probably why, aside from the year we lived in Dallas, um, and living here my whole life is probably why rain is my most favorite thing in the world i know that sounds silly but that's like that feels like a very important part of who i am i really love the rain and honestly i think it's because i feel closest to god when it's raining like i feel like i'm literally feeling mm. him through the rain mm. um and it always like it's what inspires me to write and to like make goals and dream dreams and i can't explain it but that is just I, I love the rain and that is an important part of who I am. Um, I, I love Jesus, obviously. Um, kindness is very important to me and loving people. I have lots of, of passions and things in life, but the most important to me are Jesus and my family, uh, like my family of, of siblings and my nephew and parent. I just say that to say that I'm not, I'm single. I'm not like advertising, but I'm just saying <laughs> most people would say like, oh, I, I, have a, I have a husband and kids. So I'm specifically saying I do not have a husband and kids. That's not. But, but you are saying you're open. You, are, you want to make sure we, yeah, you want to make sure that, you know, it is known though. So just in case. No. no. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, yeah. Any, anything else? <laughs> Those are, I feel like that those are the most, without saying uh, my career, but honestly, that is secondary, third, fourth to what is most important to me, which is uh, loving Jesus and loving people and trying to be the best representation of Jesus's love that I can be in my day-to-day -day life, whatever I may be doing in that. Yeah, no, totally. And, and, and uh, something that, you know, I think that I, I haven't said, and, and Leah probably hasn't even acknowledged is I think Leah's an incredible uh, wordsmith, an incredible just writer. Uh, when, you know, I, f I follow her on social media and, and she'll have just such thought provoking and just such depth between um, the, the words that she writes. And uh, so she's incredible. And, and really, you know, I was, I was talking to Leah about this too. I mean, we're going to have different people on the 
the the podcast for guests, but I, I'm a really big believer in like uh, God has some incredible kids, and I think Leah's one of them. And Leah's not a pastor; Leah's not an evangelist. She's a daughter of of God, and she lets her light shine. And I just I think her story and who she is is just is so incredible. So that's why I was she was one of the first people I thought of for for the podcast for that reason. So kind of segueing into that. Um, so this would have been probably two year between 2008, 2009, our second year of masters. I'd love for you to kind of share kind of what happened uh, to you and, and your roommates and, and that whole, the whole incident and just even what God did through it. So your story. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been, it will be 13 years this April. Um, it was when I was living in Dallas and I was in master's commission, the discipleship training program that where I met Donald and I came back to my apartment one day to find it on fire. Uh, so the whole building was on fire and I just had to stand there and watch it all get burned. Um, it was, that still feels like. Like I can picture that day and it feels like the longest day of my life. I mean, thankfully that is probably the worst day of my life. Like I'm glad that I haven't had experienced even worse than that. Um, but it was, it was pretty awful for a, a, a solid three days. It was just, honestly, I feel like that was the first time in my life that I questioned God. I didn't yeah. doubt him. Um, and I wasn't angry at him either, but I was just questioning. I was just like, I don't understand like why this happened to me. These other apartments are fine. Like th there was no seeing, Oh, this is oh, okay. And if you know me, I am a, look on the bright side type of person not superficially but that i truly do believe there is joy and good to be found in every circumstance and, and in every person uh but when you're in it that is not what you yeah. want to hear <laughs> um, well and, and even like even with that no yeah even with even with the the feeling of like loss because just to back up too like so as far as i remember right like nobody was hurt right like no. from the fire but like the your apartment building was on fire, and then like everything was was lost essentially. Was there like really almost there was nothing recover? You know, you guys had clothes, you had your furniture, you had yeah. So it, everything wasn't burned, but if it wasn't burned, it was ruined from water damage. Uh, the like the firemen told us that even if there were some clothes that uh, weren't burned that we would never be able to we could power wash it 50 times and it would never not smell like fire and ash um wow. so it was still essentially on mm -hmm. um i actually was able to if a, a day or two later we were able to go in um with the the firemen to see if there was anything that we could salvage and i was i knew exactly what I was going to look for, you know, that whole, that question, like if your house was burning down and what three things would you grab? Like I knew exactly what I was looking for. I was looking for my poetry book, my safe with my journals in it, 
um, and my blankie. Yes, I was a 19 year old with a blankie. And it was very important to me. <laughs> um, and by the grace of God, I was able to get all of those things. And, and in the poetry book and the journals, the, the words are bleeding from the water damage. Um, and the journals actually would have burned if I didn't have them in the safe. I had them in a safe mm -hmm. for privacy purposes, um, but it turned out to work in my favor uh, for that as well. And so that was really, uh, I think I, I, I would have struggled a lot longer if I didn't have that because it, my whole life it has felt like my words are from God. And so mm. it would have been, it would have been a like questioning who God created me to be if I lost all of those words. Um, and so it really, it was truly just a miracle that I, I was able to get those and, and have them still, even if it's a little harder to read because of the, the bleeding ink, it is still readable. Um, but I'm also a sentimental person. So I lost a lot of other things yeah. that were connected to memories in master's commission. Um, and so that was hard for me as well. And just like the inconvenience of that day when my, when the, my apartment burned down, I literally had the clothes on my back and my car. And so it was very, it was a very humbling experience to go into Walmart that night and like buy the essentials. Um, it was good for me though, <laughs> to experience that, uh, in that, that was the first time I had ever shopped in Walmart. So it was good for me to go and just like <laughs> experience that. Um, and yeah. it, it was a rough three days going from, I went from a couple people's houses while I didn't have a place to live. And like I mentioned, it was a lot of questioning, a lot of crying. And then it's hard to, I, there is no explanation except for that I was just healed. Like it was around the third day and I, I, I hadn't laughed for three days, which is very unusual for me. And then that third day, I just felt healed. Like I, I was laughing, I was happy and it was still, I still missed some of the things that I lost. Um, but mm -hmm. it, I, I missed the conveniences of those things but I didn't need them to feel whole or secure. I wasn't, I wasn't lacking anymore. Like I felt that I was in those days right after the fire, I just felt peace. And there's no other way to explain it except for that it was peace from God, obviously. Wow. <laughs> yes. Wow. Um, and so that was, I'm not, and I don't know your opinion on this. I'm not one of those people that says everything happens for a reason because I do, I think that that can be a, uh, that phrase can cause more harm than good for people who are wondering why these bad things keep happening in their life. But what I believe is yeah. that you can create a reason mm -hmm. for anything that happens to you. So this happened to me, like, I don't think God orchestrated this and was like, burn this apartment down. I think the fire happened and I had a choice and I could choose to continue 
to question God, um, to feel sorry for myself and wonder why did this happen to me? Or I could trust God and know that his presence in my life is enough and move forward in faith. And honestly, I did both. I spent the yeah. time questioning and feeling sorry for myself. And then um, I made the choice to move on from there and to keep going in faith. And it, it truly was an experience that I, I feel that it's hard to really know if all you need is God until you feel like that's all you have. And it wasn't all that I had. Wow. I had my friends, I had my family, I had relationships, which is so important. But in the moment, I wasn't thinking of those things. I was thinking of everything I lost. And so it felt like mm. God is all I have left. And so it's, that's the moment that it's like, is that enough? And so it's kind of comforting to know that I experienced that and could come out saying, yes, that isn't, that is more than enough for me. Yeah. Wow. No, I, I, I think you're spot on. I mean, I, I, when, when you just think about that, that principle, right. And just that life truth of, you know, so many, I, sometimes we don't realize the, the weight we put, you know, you know, some, some of them are idols, but sometimes it's just like the, the weight that we give things in our life of importance and of value and um, how much, like even like people, right? Like there's, there's sometimes where like um, a leader would not in a bad way, but they would uh, move on to something else. And um, when I was younger and it would affect me too much because, and there was reason because I was like, okay, I, I put too much weight. Uh, they had too much weight in my life than the Holy spirit. Right. So like, and so it, it's, I think, I think you're spot on that, you know, it, it's, and, and people talk, I've heard this said all the time. It's like, if, if you're, if you're, if you can't let something go, if God says, Hey, I want you to just like kind of lay this down, whatever it is, and you can't, well, that might be something that you need to, to assess, right. That might be something that you really need to, to think about. Like not, not saying you completely get rid of something, you know, that might not be it. Like even people, right. Like it might, I'm not saying like, you know, you get rid of the friendship, but it just might be saying, Hey, let me, let me check my heart. <laughs> let me check my mind and my energy and my emotion and just make sure I'm not putting some things or someone where really only God should be. Yeah. That reminds me of, uh, something I heard in a sermon once, which was if, if something in your life is too important to let go of, it's too important unless it's, Jesus, obviously, and and that, mm -hmm. um, yeah. But it just puts things in in perspective. Um, and I have a I have a little piece of a poem that I wrote during that time that I would love to share. So I wrote this th thirteen years, almost yeah, thirteen please. years ago. Um, it's just the, the last part of the poem that I wrote, and it was sort of the first part was talk. The whole poem was talking to God. And the first part was right after the fire happened, I was questioning, wondering, um, why me? Uh, and then the last part of it was after I was healed and 
felt like I was ready to move on. And so I just have a little piece of it um, that I wanted to share with you. Ever since the fire, I view life with brand new eyes. I'd never take it back. I wouldn't even want to try. Complaining all of a sudden is not worth my time because life's not about where you are. It's all about the climb. I worship with more passion and pray with such belief. I never feel stress and live life with pure relief. The simple things mean more than they ever did before. I found out that it's true, that less really is more. So when I can't see when, where I'm going, God, it's you that pulls me through. And still, when I have nothing, I have it all because I have you. And that's mm. really, the aside from, I want to talk about what else came from the fire, but that alone mm -hmm. would have been enough. Just that realization yeah. that even if I had nothing, I, I have it all mm -hmm. with, with Christ. Dude, that's incredible. Um, Thank you for sharing that too. Yeah, I just wanted to, I feel like it just, that was what I was feeling in that moment and being able to mm -hmm. realize that within a week or two of that happening was just mm -hmm. a really important part in my relationship with God. Um, but yes, I do awesome. want to share yeah. more of what came from it. Um, so after, after it all happened, uh, I was able to, I was 19 and I was able to get insurance from my parents, homeowners insurance. I was able to get some money from that. Um, as a 19 year old, I, I got $3,000, which wasn't close to covering all the things that I lost at all. But as a 19 year old, that was like a hundred thousand dollars to me. I have never had that much money. <laughs> at yeah. one time to do whatever I wanted with. Um, and at that time, I just remember that I wanted a camera to just better document my life, to take pictures of friends and parties and traveling and experiences. So I just, I went into to Best Buy and I just said, I want that one. And I bought, I bought a camera and it started as just taking pictures of, of life and things. And then it sort of morphed into Oh, will you take pictures for my baby shower or can you take pictures for this announcement um and then from there i i discovered how much i truly loved photography and it was a it was a dream that i didn't even know i had like i i, I didn't mm -hmm. know that it was there in me until it started happening and now yeah. that is what I do. I am a I'm a full time portrait photographer, and I really do believe that I would not have mm -hmm. this career if my apartment hadn't burned down. And I don't think it was inevitable. I think it came from from choices that I made and choosing to to continue to move forward in faith and just going to the next step. Um, and then this is where I have found myself and I'm so thankful that I, I had the opportunity to explore this passion and to, to share it with other people. And it's just wild to me that I, I, I would have never even considered this as a career <clears throat> if that hadn't had happened. Yeah. 
Well, and, and just to cut in a little bit, Leah's being a little bit bashful too, because we've, I mean, she's had, she's had hundreds of families do her photos. She's been featured in publication. She's won competitions for her photography. So it's not, it's not like, Hey, you know, I'm a photographer. No, she's like an incredible <laughs> known photographer who ha has accomplished uh, quite a bit in, in her career. Um, so just had to make sure because you kind of left that out, Leah. I mean, you, you left out that piece uh, of it. I know it's I know it's not like okay, these things aren't like supposed to be like the focus. But if you're not if you're not going to brag on yourself, I'm going to have to as your friend. So I had to say had to add that in there. So well, thank you. <laughs> no, but I I I think I, I think I think the story is incredible, right? And, and I mean, thank thank the Lord, right? Like the. Nobody in the apartment building, you know, was injured, your roommates, you know, not, none of that, right? Like God protected you guys in that way. And I, and I love what you said about, you know, and it, it's, it's really, you know, that scripture where it says, you know, God takes what is evil and turns it into good. And, and there's, there's just a principle behind that no matter what happens in life, because there is free will, there is things that happen, there is chaos that God can uh, you know, with our relationship with him and by just his power and grace, he can use something, right. That he might not have liked, he, you know, he, he might, oh, man, I, I not happy. My kids went through this, but he says, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to use it for something greater. And I just, I, I think it's incredible. And I, and I think, you know, not only your story, but just who you are, you know, with this story is, is one of the reasons why I just knew we had to have you on the podcast, because I just, I just felt in my spirit that there were people that will listen to this. And, and this has happened already because you've shared your story plenty of times in, in your life, but even from this podcast that have lost something, lost someone, have gone through grief, uh, have gone through unknown through abandonment, whatever it is. And it just, it feels like their world is falling apart and it feels like things are crumbling around them. And, and it's just, it's such a testimony, testimony and a testament of, of who God is and what God can do by what he's done in your life. Right. By, by not only, and I, and I really, I really just love, and, and we'll we'll jump in this in a in a second too, kind of segue into this. But I love when you when you you're sharing this story, Leah. That not only are you talking about how you know there was this in, insurance policy, and that you were able to get a camera, and that you became a photographer, and that was your career, but but really the journey that God brought you on internally was probably as you were saying kind of earlier, more important <clears throat> than yes, you know, this is became a career for you and became like this awesome opportunity. But, but what he did for you as a person through that process, I think was, was remarkable. Yeah. Like I, like I mentioned that really, once I got to that realization that mm -hmm. I saw the fire and a gift in the way that it gave me the gift, of knowing that my faith really is as secure as I claimed it was and I thought it was because it was tested and it came out that I it was it, it is secure enough to know that that was all I needed that was enough of a gift like that was enough of a of a story from this for me and I would have never 
dreamt up the possibility of it turning into a full-time career that of something that I am yeah. truly passionate about and I love. No, for sure. And, and you're really good at it too. <laughs> Just say it one more time. You're really good at it too. But, um, you know, and it, it makes me think, and we were kind of talking up, up until, you know, we, we started recording even the last couple of days, just messaging back and forth as we were, you know, discussing what we wanted to talk about. And, and there was something that, you know, I really thought of just in general, and I, and I think you, you embody it quite a bit, but how, and, and we, you know, we came from a really cool place, a master's commission was like a lot of young people on fire for God. But what I noticed um, and this isn't always bad, but it, it can be dangerous. Um, and this wasn't just masters. This is just, I feel like for anybody, but especially young people is there was such a, an emphasis and focus on someone's vocational calling. Like, I, I feel like when you're, and, and some of it, to be honest with you, is a generational thing, just to be honest. And I'm, I'm starting to become in the older generation, right? So I can start to say this and recognize it. Is sometimes it is the pressure of parents or of society of like, what are you going to do with your life? You know, who are you going to be? And, and so some, some of that, not to come down at young people, because I do think like there is that outside and even inside pressure, but I've just noticed a pattern whether you're Christian or not, but especially with Christians of trying to figure out your vocational calling, trying to figure out, um, you know, what you're going to do for your career and what God's calling you to do. And, and I believe in some situations that like, I, I, you know, talking to people that God said, Hey, like I'm calling you to be a missionary. I'm calling you to be, you know, this, I'm calling you to be that, you know, and also too, you know, that, that no matter what, it doesn't have to be some grandiose, uh title right you know a lot of times people hype up pastor you know like you always get like the what you know leela four or five in elementary school it's like firefighter lawyer doc you know like no it can be your occupation doesn't define you but i guess my point is i something that really stuck out with your story and then i and this is why it kind of makes me think of this as well is like hey yes god brought me a career from this but more than anything god developed who he's called me to be and i think the the danger that a lot of times people who are of the christian faith have is that we are so focused on our career calling that we maybe don't spend as much time thinking about our calling of who god's called us to be as a person as a son, as a daughter of God, like that God's actually like designed us in such a way that he's actually like put himself inside of us and said, like, like I am wiring you this way to be this type of person for my kingdom. And I, I think sometimes it's, that's not always prioritized. I'd love to hear, you know, any thoughts you have on that. I mean, I definitely think it, a, a big part of it, does come back to um, what is eternal and what is not. Because I just think even as Christians, obviously, it's still really easy to get caught up in what is important to the world. Even even if we say that's not what is most important to us and and we try to live that way, it's 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 still always there. Even if we're not aiming towards that, towards success as the world sees it, 
we always know that 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 they see it a certain way as a job title or as a salary or what yeah. whatever it might be and so i think that's what it comes down to also is that success is should be defined differently to christians than it is to others because and i have always thought that it's just success should be a define your for define it for yourself kind of thing because your version of success might not be my version of success that doesn't mean that one isn't important and valuable it just means that different we have different paths in life and so i think that's where it comes from too is that people are just chasing the idea of success when thinking about their vocation vocational calling um but what is success to a christian to a believer because i see it as being the best representation of jesus on this earth that i can be um, and i'm going to fail often but i'm going to keep trying and the the more that i can do that is what i see as success and i think that's just really what it comes down to. So you have to, everyone has to decide like what is going, where is their value placed? Is it placed on success as the world defines it? Or is it placed on e eternal success? If you could call it that, not that it's yeah. success, we're all accepted uh, if we are Christians and we believe that Jesus died on the cross for us. Um, but in, in the sense that what matters <clears throat> after, after this, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, and that goes, that's like gross right into our, our theme scripture, right? For this whole podcast, which is second, second Corinthians four eighteen. It says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporal or temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Right. <clears throat> and, you know, exa exactly what you're saying. I, here, here's the, here's the key to this whole thing that, like God has wired us in such a way, right? Like what, what is success? Well, really it's, it's, it's like you're saying it's, it's, it's obedience, right? So like, like what is, what is, what is God's, you know, will, right? God's will is that we would come to know him, that we would repent of our sin <clears throat> and that we would be uh, reconciled through him. Right. And that we would go through, uh, you know, this process of, of continuing to, um, have him develop us and, and, and us continue to spend time with him. And then really the, the, the second thing is that he would be glorified, that he would receive glory, that our life would, uh, bring glory to his name. And from that, that more of his lost kids would come to him. And, and I, and I think, I think you're spot on. I, I love what you said about, you know, our, yours path might be different than mine. And I always look at it like this. I, Comparison, you know, the, the statement comparison is a thief of joy. It, it's a true statement. So many times comparison clouds God's voice for our life, right? And 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 clouds God's peace for us. I truly believe success is in being in relationship with God and obedience. And the best picture of obedience is that when I go to heaven and God pulls up the blueprint of my life of who he's called me to be, what he's called me to do. 
that I'm as close to what he had planned as possible. And I, and I think the who he's called me to be is extremely important because for so many people, they might go and we'll use lawyer, right? We'll use somebody who's probably like way more than more intelligent than me, right? They, they go and they become a lawyer and they go, okay, God, I became a lawyer. Okay. Now here's my question. Who's God called you to be? Well, no, I'm a lawyer. No, no, no. I haven't, I, we didn't ask who God's, what, what God called you to do, who's God's called you to be, because how you're wired or, you know, like, are you know, what is that inside of you of, of, is there supposed to be some compassion? Is there supposed to be this, this empathy? Is there some spiritual gifts of prophetic, you know, whatever it may be that you are supposed to carry and you are supposed to be, because that's really most important. Like for me, I, and I, and I would love for you to share yours because I know we were messaging about this too. I know that what God's called me to be, and I, I found this out, you know, years ago, is that I'm supposed to be someone who loves God and who is a lover of people. That I'm supposed to love God with everything, and that I'm supposed to love people, and that that's how I'm wired. I'm, I'm wired to display that, to communicate that, and when I do not do that, I actually <clears throat> fall into more mistakes because I'm not being who I'm called to be. And my job title list has been. Uh, uh, being working at Ann Taylor Loft, uh, working at U-Haul, working at a storage facility, being a pastor, being a, a staff member at Master's Commission, working at an advertising agency, working at Facebook, right? So you go like, well, Donald, you've done a lot of stuff. Yeah, I know. Kind of, kind of crazy, right? I, in a, you know, for whatever reason, some of it probably my own, right? But uh, mistakes, if you will. But regardless of all those things, no matter what my occupation is, it doesn't change who I am and who God has wired me to be. And if I am in relationship with Jesus, following him and following his voice step by step, then I can be who God's called me to be no matter the vocation. So yes, you know, God might have a vocation call in or, or God might put you somewhere and there's that truth. But at the end of the day, please don't forget who he has wired you to be, who has he created you to be, because that doesn't change. I truly believe like when we know who we are, that identity, those giftings, how we're wired to bring him glory uh, is ends up being embedded in everything that we do. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I agree. I feel the same about who I'm meant to be, my purpose, personal calling. I feel that it is to love Jesus with all my heart, mind, and soul, and to love people as Jesus loves us. Um, I also personally feel very passionate about uh, offering grace as much as I can, um, and and being someone who who sees all all sides and can be in the middle of a situation, helping others understand. Like those are things that I feel personally called to. I think what gets people caught up so often and in, in get getting focused in a vocational aspiration or calling as opposed to focusing on your personal calling is is that like you mentioned in that verse you can't really see that yes i would hope that if someone observed my day-to-day -day life they would see me as someone who is loving and kind and forgiving but you look on go to my social media you're not going to look at my pictures and be like, oh my gosh, I just feel like she's the most forgiving and grace-filled person in the world because I posted a picture of me traveling. Like that, so much of our, our lives is based on what's seen through social media, Man. magazines, 
TV, TV, everything, like this world is all about what we can see with our eyes. And so that's where we get, get confused with that is because even if we are working on our personal calling and, and working towards that and trying to be that person, <clears throat> it might not be recognized. And then yeah. that gets us questioning if we're going the right way. Dude, that is so good. That so here, right as you said that, here's what came came to mind. I don't even know if I've ever even thought about this. Our society right now craves acknowledgement. Craves acknowledgement, and we have to. Oh, this is so good, Leah. You, oh, this is this is so this is just is so Holy Spirit driven right now. And we have to realize as Christians that a lot of our life and actions will not be acknowledged until we are face to face with God at the end of our life. And we have to be okay with that. And if we're not okay with that, just as Leah was saying, is that we get so focused on trying to be acknowledged by others that we miss out. It's like, it's like the scripture about giving, right? Where the story about like, you know, like not letting your left hand see what your right hand's doing that whole, it's the same principle. It's like, Okay, where do you want your reward? Do you want it to be acknowledged by society, by people, by by, or do you want it to be acknowledged by God? And if you do, then you got to be patient because, to be honest with you, sometimes don't get me wrong. Sometimes God has acknowledged something I've done here on Earth right in that moment or a few weeks later. But I know there's going to be even more times and opportunities. Hopefully, that He brings up all the things that I was faithful for Him once we are face to face together in heaven. Yeah, absolutely. That And that actually reminds me of something I was just journaling about. I was just thinking about how my life on paper, aside from, I, I have grown a successful photography business in the past 10 years. But aside from that, I was thinking like, it doesn't look like I've done much. But I know that I have. I know that I have have worked on myself and and I've grown closer in my relationship with Jesus. And I've read books that are making me thoughtful and making me consider other people and learn things. But it's just not going to be evident. It's not something that I can put in an elevator pitch, you know, like it's not going to that's not going to be next to my name if I'm ever featured in a magazine or something like she's been working on herself and has read this many Christian books. And we can see that she loves people more than she did five years ago. Like that's not what, what people post about and share about. And so it was making me realize I had to uh, say to myself, I have grown just because it doesn't look like it on paper doesn't mean that that I haven't. And that's what is important is thinking eternally and thinking about my relationship with Jesus. And that 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 really is is all that matters is that I have been getting closer to him, even if I haven't been getting closer to that financial goal or whatever. Another dream to be an author or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe the growth isn't tangible in the way that you can plainly see it, but it doesn't mean that it's not there. And that has to be enough for us. Yeah, man, it's really good. Really, really good. Um, 
Well, awesome. I, I think, you know, as we wrap up today's conversation and, uh, you know, definitely let you say <clears throat> the final word, Leah, I mean, I, I think just hearing your story just shows you that uh, no matter what you got, could have gone through, God can do great things, right? In your life, in your mind, in your heart, and also, you know, through you, you know, and, and just to kind of hear Leah's story for that. And then also just to remember, like, make sure you're spending as much time thinking about who God has wired you to be, what, what he's called you to do as a human, as a, as his kid, as you are the financial goals, right? That like Leah was saying, or the career goals, or let's say you're, you're a little bit younger in the college goals. Like those things are important. Yes, there should be priority to them, but don't forget to pursue God in such a way to go, God, how have you designed me? How have you wired me? Like, who have you made me to be? Um, because I truly believe, and, and, and to be honest with you, that that happens off of just spending time with them. That happens off of just being obedient with what he's called Christians to do as a whole. Like I didn't realize I had a heart for people and I had a gift to interact with people until I was with masters and we did a kids outreach in a, in a community or we were on the streets in downtown Dallas and I was talking to a homeless man and, and I just, my heart broke, right? Like, so how did it happen? Because I was participating in my relationship with God and I was available for whatever he had for me. And in the midst of that availability and being present minded, God was able to reveal how he wired me and, and what he put inside me. Right. So, but, uh, but yeah, any, any final words uh, that you would like to end with today, Leah? Um, I love that. I think that just reminded me, like it really just comes down to our willingness and are we willing to sacrifice how the world sees us and put that importance on who we are in, in Christ. Yeah. So good. Let, let God be the one that acknowledges you. You don't need the world to, you know, so that's awesome. Hey, Leah, thank you so much for being on this has been probably one of my favorite one of my favorite podcasts we've done so far um you are incredible uh and uh love you very much and so blessed to to, ha to have you on the podcast and uh, once again everybody listening i will make sure the website's up by the by the time this is this podcast is out today and um <clears throat> also make sure to follow us on spotify um apple podcasts uh and youtube Feel free to um, subscribe on YouTube. Leave comments. Uh, if they're negative, I guess that's okay too. That probably helps the algorithm, right? But uh, And leave reviews on, on Apple. It definitely helps show up for more people who might need to, to hear this word. And, um, and yeah, well, God bless you guys. Hope you have an amazing week. And uh, we'll see you next week.